Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope everyone has had a wonderful week. You know, it's been so great to touch base with everybody. I've gotten some just fantastic messages this last couple of weeks from listeners and past guests. It's just great to hear that so many are doing well, and there are a few that are having a little bit of a rough time right now, so my thoughts go out to them. So I'll be doing a little bit of checking up, and that's what's great about this axial spondyloarthritis community. You might not meet somebody in person, but you can develop a friendship based upon this commonality that we all deal with. And then if you find out they're not doing well, reach out to them. Make sure that if you are having a rough time, you also reach out. Let somebody talk to you. Make sure that you don't shut yourself away. Limit your contact with people. At the time you need it the most, please reach out and let those of us in this AS community help you because one day you're going to help one of us when we're uh, feeling down in the dumps or having an issue or a bad flare or whatever it is that's causing the problems. So a couple of things I wanted to touch base with. First, please go out to spondypodcast.com, see the list of different players to listen to the show on. Whatever your favorite player is that you listen to the show, Apple Podcasts, Google uses it, it doesn't matter. Spotify, whatever you do to listen to this show, hit the follow button. I think they've taken away the subscribe term and now it's called follow. Please hit that follow. It's very key that I see the numbers just ramp up for the number of directed shows that go out so that I can get hopefully others to find the show and continue to grow. I would really appreciate that. So A, find the favorite place where you listen to the podcast and hit follow so that you get the newest episodes delivered right to you. Second, sign up for the newsletter. I know a lot of you have, and I've been real lax about sending out, but I also told you I would never bury you with stuff that I would only send out when I had something interesting I thought worth sharing. So uh, hopefully I'll get one. I know I've been saying that, but I need to sit down and write one. Third, go to AS underscore podcast on Instagram and follow that page. Follow that, share it with your friends. Let's get the numbers growing. I think I'm up to almost 1,500 followers on that, and that's a great way to get the word out about the show. It's also one of the better ways to reach out to me uh, as well through the website. Either one of those is great for me to you know then get right back to you. Those are some of the housekeeping things I wanted to address. But today's episode, I thought I would do something. I think we looked at this in the past, but I wanted to address it again for the newer listeners and just to uh, reiterate how important some of these people are to our everyday health. And that is who's who on your axial spondyloarthritis care team? What doctors do you have that are working with and for you? Well, we've all probably got a primary care doctor. And again, I'm going to preface this by saying that a lot of this is going to be applicable to myself here in the United States and to people in the United States that listen. Many countries are going to be similar, but have different ways that you 
get to work with these doctors. So I apologize upfront that some of this may not be applicable to where you live. So again, just please know that chances are you have these doctors, you just might have to access them a different way than, than how I reference. With that, you're all going to probably have a primary care doctor. And this primary care doctor may be the one that diagnoses you or suspects that you have something, might even suspect that it's axial spondyloarthritis. And they may, after a few things, decide to send you off to a specialist, namely a rheumatologist. And the rheumatologist is really going to become your primary doctor for the axial spondyloarthritis. He or she is going to be the one that comes up with the game plan, the treatment, and then your primary care doctor is going to be responsible for everything else that deals with your health and then working in the guidelines for the AS that the rheumatologist sets. So they'll share notes back and forth, may even communicate, I don't know, but it will be a partnership based upon what you're dealing with. But that's great. I've got a primary care doctor. I've now got a rheumatologist. Is that all I need? Should I have more? Well, as Dr. Robert Inman goes on to say, at first you might be working with your primary care doctor and a rheumatologist to determine your diagnosis. After an axial spondyloarthritis diagnosis is confirmed, a rheumatologist will probably lead your AS uh, care team. They'll prescribe medication and make referrals to other specialists, and your primary care doctor will continue to be your point person any other conditions you have, um, just as well as your overall health. So because of this, each person is going to experience AS differently. So as I go through some of these doctors and therapists, you might not need them. If you don't need them, don't add them to your team because it's pointless. We're all going to be on this journey slightly different, and we're all going to have different needs for medical professionals. So first, you might have a physical therapist. You know, Dr. Inman goes on to say that these team members can help with range of motion exercises, stretches, and core strengthening, and can give you tips to help you move through your day with confidence. And that's a big thing. If you do the stretching, if you do the exercises, if you keep as best you can a strong core, your body will naturally want to fight some of the uh, hunching factors that you'll deal with and some of the stooping issues. So they all come into play. They're very important. You want to make sure that if you need one or are told by the doctor you need to do some physical therapy, that you do it. Don't do the least amount. Do the most amount that you can. Physical therapists design safe exercise programs that can help you reduce pain, restore function, and hopefully prevent disability. You know, physical therapy is strongly recommended by the American College of Rheumatology as part of an AS treatment. So it could take weeks to months for the benefits from a physical therapist to become visible. So the key is to continue to do the exercises that you're told to do, even after the time that you may be discharged from seeing a physical therapist. Another one is an occupational therapist. An occupational therapist can help if you're having pain and stiffness from AS and it's affecting um, work activities, let's say, or, or just activities of daily living. And that occupational therapist can show ways to perform tasks more easily and efficiently. So they may help you evaluate a job site. And there are some employers in the U.S. that have versions of occupational therapists on staff to come and look at how you're sitting at your desk. Is it appropriate? So check with your employer. They may have certain things that are applicable to your work site that could be very beneficial. Also, there's a cardiologist. 
Axial spondyloarthritis is associated with significant risk of heart attack and stroke, uh, Dr. Inman says. So a cardiologist may be consulted to assess your risk. So ongoing care of people with AS should include appropriate preventative strategies such as smoking cessation, lipid, and blood pressure control. My blood pressure is out of control. Part of that is I'm overweight and sedentary, so that doesn't help out. I've been exercising, need to get doing it a bit more diligently and see if that can help. I don't smoke. If you do, quit. Please quit. It's a terrible habit. And for somebody with AS, it's just even that much more terrible. Also, you might have a gastroenterologist. A number of people with AAS will have inflammatory bowel disease as well. If that's the case, you'll benefit from working with both a rheumatologist and a gastroenterologist. So again, I don't have one of those. I don't have any issues that really necessitate having one. So that's where I say that we all might have different teams. You won't necessarily need everybody. Another one is a dermatologist. Some people with AS also have psoriasis, and that's a chronic skin condition characterized by patches of, you know, like thickened red dry skin. If you have any kind of chronic skin rash, see a dermatologist for an evaluation, suggests the American College of Rheumatology. Another one, and this is very important as far as I'm concerned, is an eye doctor. And if at all possible, make sure it's an ophthalmologist and if you've never been into the ophthalmologist before, let them know on your first visit that you have AS and that you are occasionally suffering from bouts of uveitis so that they can make sure to get you in extremely fast to be seen. Uveitis is not something you can put off for weeks and weeks and then get treated at some later point. So up to 40% of people with AS experience episodes of uveitis which is an inflammation in one or both of your eyes, according to the Spondylitis Association of America. So again, be sure to check in with your eye doctor if you experience symptoms such as redness, sensitivity, vision issues, or eye pain. Any of those, you might blow off and think it's pink eye, conjunctivitis, I can clean it up with a warm washcloth. Not if you have AS. If you have AS, don't screw around with it. Get in and be seen because you don't want to lose your vision. Maybe you want a registered dietitian as part of your team. You know, well, there's no specific diet for AS. Following a well-balanced diet and maintaining a healthy weight can help to manage the conditions and improve your overall health. So a registered dietitian can help you design a diet that suits your lifestyle and meets your goals, whatever those are. And that way, you've got somebody that can help you. Another person that you might have on your team is a mental health professional. I visited a therapist for a long time. And living with a chronic condition can take a toll on your emotional health. Just ask anybody that's been dealing with this for a while. They all will tell you that they, various stages, wonder what they're doing, why they're doing it, why they're continuing to put up with it. And all of these issues are so taxing. To be in constant chronic pain is so debilitating, as all of you know. So having a mental health professional, I think, is one of the key professionals to have. So, you know, it could be a psychologist a psychiatrist, a clinical social worker, or any other type of mental health professional that can help you cope with the emotional challenges of managing AS. Also, you might not think about this, but a pharmacist is there to try and help too. And I've seen the horror stories about being prescribed medication by your doctor, and then your pharmacist pushes back and says they won't fill it, and it goes back and forth and creates a big issue. I don't know that I necessarily agree with this, but a local pharmacist can help you by being a key player on the care team. They are going to know drugs. They're going to know what's going on, and, and they're going to be able to help 
if they think there's an issue with an other medication that the rheumatologist may not realize you're on, you may have forgotten to tell them about something that you're on. So your pharmacist is your first line of defense to say, hey, these two shouldn't be taken together. And they can help you also understand your medications, including dosages, scheduling, and how to administer them, what possible side effects you might encounter, and how to store the drug and dispose of any unused products or devices that you use to take your medication. Those are just some of the medical professionals that I think are important to consider on having on your team to care for you with your AS. Make sure that you maintain all your medical records. Make sure that when you go to the doctor, you keep those. I have files that say 2010, 2011, 2012, and I'm slowly scanning all that in so that it's digital, but I do have the paper copies of them. Yes, it's a lot to carry around, kind of a pain, but I'm glad that I have everything. You know, even in the era of electronic medical records, it's always a good idea for you uh, to have copies. Maybe you even make copies, scanning them into a computer and give them on a floppy drive to somebody, floppy drive, listen to that, on a USB drive to somebody else. I'm showing my age there by saying floppy. So that you, you give those records to somebody else to store off-site from where you're at. So that in case there's a fire or anything like that, you still have access to those. They also want to include in that a list of all medications, past ones and current ones that you've done. This list should also include medications for any other conditions that you might have along with the AS. And also keep a list of anything you take over-the-counter, herbal remedies, dietary supplements, anything that you take. And then also keep any x-rays or MRI results that you get. Those all can go a long way when you go into the doctor to show what your overall treatment has been. And if you're in the United States or any of these other places where you can apply for a disability, you have all the records to show that you've consistently gone to the doctor to be treated for this condition and you're not getting better. You're in fact getting worse. And that's the key for generally winning your SSDI cases is to show that you've consistently gone to the doctor, you've consistently tried everything that they've discussed, and you're not getting better. You're actually getting worse. You want to also have any doctor's names, past, present, you know, contact information for their office, email addresses if you have it, fax numbers, main phone lines, and private cell numbers. Just make sure that you have all the relevant information. Keep all of it for you. Keep all of it on a digital copy that you can store off-site. And then you have a great setup for your entire medical team. You have all your medical records. You have everything that you've tried. So with that, thank you so much. Please, please make sure to go to AS underscore podcast on Instagram. Give that page a follow. Also, go ahead and follow on your favorite uh, listening device so that you'll get these episodes delivered straight to you. And with that, thank you. And I hope you all again have a wonderful week. Take care.